When the shul started, uh, I worked for somebody downtown, in uh, downtown by Alameda Street. I used to leave my house 6.30 in the morning and, and try to get to work before the traffic started in, in the mornings. We had a daily minion. From the day the shul, not, not the day the shul, a few, few months after the shul opened up, Mike and Brian probably remember we had a daily minion. My brother-in-law, Ira was involved, and the rabbi was involved, and we used to scrounge up a minion almost every day. The shul had a minion, and there was no other shuls around here at that time. There was no Sephardi, no, no nothing else. There was just Beit HaMidrash, and we scrounged up. We used to have a, a person from the pizza place, Clempner, uh, uh, what was the name of his uh, pizza place, Mikey? Pizza Cookery? Pizza Cookery, he, he got involved, and there was Bill Frankel. And they used to come to the Daily Minion, and, and we used to scrounge it up and have a minion. And I couldn't come to the Minion. I felt bad about it. I used to leave the house and go to work. And by the time I came back, Minion was over at night. My boss was good to me. He was good to the shul. He used to contribute. We started a day school when I worked there. Everything was going nice. And suddenly business took a turn for the not so good. And it was winding down. And I could see my time was limited there. So, so he tells me, uh, basically when he told me a couple of years after the shul started, three, four years after, he told me it was time to go. I said, all right. And uh, I took, I had some accounts that I signed up with the company, everything else, I called them, and I created my own business at the time, about 30, 35 years ago. All right. Uh, I get a call from my, my boss, and my, uh, the guy I work for, he got wind that I was messing in the business, you know, becoming a competitor of sorts. He called me up. I said, look, I tried to become a dentist, but it didn't work for me. <laughs> so I told him just like that. I tried to become a dentist. I couldn't do it, so I got to do what I got to do. So I, I, I went into a pretty pretty much similar field. I, I couldn't uh, be mad at him for being upset about it. After all, he taught me all I knew about the business and everything else. Okay, fine. Comes to a few few months later, you know, I still had friends who worked at the place. One of them calls me up and tells me, you know, he hired a private investigator to follow you around to see what you were doing and, and if you were interfering in his business at all. So I was there to hear the report from the investigator the investigator told my former boss, the guy gets in his car at 6.30 in the morning, he goes to this little house on Oxnard Street, and he comes back an hour later. And he can't figure out what the hell's going on. He said, that's the report that came back to my boss. I was getting in my car at 6.30, going to a house, and coming back an hour, I was coming to Minion. Thank God I was able to go to Minion at the time. So... You know, there's different times in our lives sometimes. We work for people, we have hours, this and that. Do what you can to come to Minion. Next week it's going to be at 4.30 in the afternoon. It's major difficult, major, major. Even if you work for yourself, it's difficult. Brian just told me he arranged some of his patients for a different schedule. So he could pitch in at 4.30. Mike Dolan will pitch in at 4.30. Do the best you can to come. But this is the way a minion should be. A minion should be a semi-full house. Baruch Hashem, look at that. Look how we all 
came to meeting tonight, we'll be out on time, one, two, three, do the, let's do the best we can to keep the minion going and not struggling and, and start slush and horror when, when we have only eight and who's missing and where is this one? And what's it? We're a grown-up. We're a grown-up community and a grown-up shul. This is a nice minion. Baruch Hashem, Amitai comes in and he shakes his head. This is what we, we need to see. We need to see proper minions. So whenever you can make it, make it. And try to be on time and... Thank Hashem for what He's provided us. Thank God. Gary? Yeah. Uh, Asher calls everybody, really. Especially Hello. next week, we'll start off on the right foot. We'll be okay. Uh, for those who knew, we study a day from the Chufetz, the Sefer Chufetz Chaim. So today, the first one is called Cynicism. It's forbidden to relate to a member of a community, family, or organization that someone spoke cynically of his group. To do so is to speak rechilos. This is even true when members of their community, family, or organization regularly joke about themselves. It is common for people to poke fun at themselves, yet be offended when others make similar comments. The same applies regarding a school. Students who regularly joke about their school or class are often offended when outsiders make similar comments. Therefore, mentioning to students that someone spoke negatively of their school is speaking rechilos. It should be noted that joking about one's own school generally involves Loshon Hora, or at least Avak Loshon Hora, which is the dust, like the, like feels like it. Uh, pretty straightforward. Second part is called children of Hashem. Denial of God's glory is possible only in this world. Only in this earthly existence can man, with his corporeal desires, be drawn away from his service and thus deny that which is true and sacred. In the upper world, however, all the heavenly angels perceive Hashem's glory, recognize how he sustains and guides them, and declare his praise and bow before him as it is written, and the hosts of heaven bow before you. In truth, this world is not even like a tiny seed when compared to the totality of worlds, worlds above, where countless heavenly contingents exist, each consisting of an infinite number of angels, and it is written, a thousand thousands serving him, and myriad myriads standing before him. Thus the wicked's Flouting of his will in this world is of little significance when viewed within the scope of creation in its, in its entirety. In this world, the Holy One, blessed is he, takes pleasure in the Jewish people who are so beloved to him that they are called children of Hashem. He takes pleasure, as, if, as it were, in the voice of their prayer and study. As it is written, let me hear your voice. Should we have a sh- should, shouldn't we be ashamed not to trust in the one who gives life to all the worlds and the myriads of angels? How can man fret and worry, whence will come my sustenance, the fulfillment of my needs? Indeed, such worry and concern is, co- is cause for greater wonder than concern of the fool in the above parable, who worried that the, the rebellion of an insignificant village would deprive the king's birds of sustenance that came from something we read yesterday. It is incumbent upon us to strengthen our, ourselves spiritually, to concentrate on fulfilling God's will, and not to worry about our material situation. As children of Hashem, we are like children of a king 
We need not worry that they may go hungry. That that is it. That was the bird, the bird parable. Oh, on the bottom. On the bottom. It doesn't say contentment. The message is clear, as we shall see, and then it speaks about the bird. I was I saw something from NASA where we sent a probe that was going to go. I think to Jupiter or Saturn. And what they do is they send it out and they whip it around Mars. And as it comes around Mars, they shoot the camera back at Earth. <coughs> you can't even see her. It's so small. And then all of a sudden, a <coughs> little tiny blue dot shows up. And that's just from Mars as it's coming around. And then it whips around Earth and then it's going so fast that it's able to shoot out there. But it just showed the, I mean, how tiny we are in the scope of just one planet and over from us. It's just amazing. So, and the power it gives us. So that power of speech is just, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah. And with us being that small, it's still so powerful. Okay. Okay.